0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel, Mbakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter five from verse 15, Ephesians five, from verse 15 to 33. Ephesians five, from verse 15 to 33. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is a savior. Verse 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the world. Verse 27, And to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Verse 28, In this same way, Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, verse 29, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. Verse 31. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife, again, as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. How many by show of hand are going to spend weddings? You are a guest, one of your, just weddings in general. How many love weddings? How many love valentines? <laughs> At a moja? Ah, yeah, yeah. So I love weddings, guys. And uh, I know that sounds... Yeah, but how to think of it? I actually like weddings. Love them. Love how guys choose to dress up. I like dress up, three-piece suit, make like a collar mahali, half When the ladies yon know, the time or proper. the time, yani when you look, even fit at the venue, everybody, I dare say everybody, is just looking for And then I love photos, so my selfie kibao. When it's me if a wedding, you will know I'm at a wedding. And especially if I know the couple, my goodness. My selfie anyone and everyone. My wife hates it. Because me and I'll shout from across the room, across the field. So I love. So in hit hit, if you're going to a nice wedding and you need company, Yeah, I'm just saying. But I've always wondered how this ceremony was in the past. Like, I've always been like, the stuff we see today, is it the same? Like, the cutting of cake. I remember the very first time, uh, and the only time I was getting married. Amen. (laughs) I asked so many questions, Back, uh, guys are just like, dude, let's just do what we need to do. I was asking, do we need a cake? Where does it say in my wedding that there has to be a cake? Does the government expect me to have a cake at the wedding? I always wondered, for example, do guys need to walk in? Sit, took a pulpit, then preacher and the lair. Like, Why do we I wondered what's the point of six, seven meetings with the family? So you have two or three and then like I asked so many questions. I still do. Like for example, does it have to be in the church? Can you do it at the garden? Does it always have to be on Saturday? I used to ask, can I have it on Monday, for example, if I want? And you're gonna have you, You want to change the way you're doing things here. But I'm just I'm an inquisitive guy. Me, I just don't do stuff. And I remember mother-in-law in Yambia, boss, it is on this day. She asked Monday. Monday afternoon. Who, who, who does a wedding Monday afternoon? That is what I was told. I was told, "Ah, boss, you have to cook, eh? you have to invite us. Me, I was like, do I need to have tents? Can it be something different? I asked questions, which I still do. And so one of the things guys hate about my PMCC, when I do PMCC, guys, is I ask a lot of questions. I will ask you, for example, uh, why you chose the dress you chose? Why does it have to be white? I know, story of purity, but why is that? And so the following is a series of did you knows about nose the wedding ceremonies. Imagine, bridesmaids originally wore similar dresses to the bride to confuse her exes and outsmart, this one was crazy, evil spirits. Everyone was in the same dress back in the day. It was common for grooms to (laughs) to take a bite of bread at the wedding, crumbling the rest over the bride's head for good luck. Squeeze. It started with bread on top of the bride's head and then the guys scrambled for that. Guests would then uh, scramble around her feet to pick up the crumbs in order to absorb some of that good luck. In ancient Rome, for example, a cake of wheat or barley, this one is a crazy one, was broken over the bride's head to bring good fortune. Brides in the house? No. <laughs> The best man' former duty was to make sure the bride didn't escape during the ceremony. <laughs> Sometimes he was even asked to kidnap her. When the parents didn't approve of the marriage, the best man was asked or was tasked with ensuring the groom was able to take her away. And this is where the idea of honeymoon came from. He would hide her for even a month without the parents knowing. Nowadays, need in of honeymoon. Amen. Before the mid-1800s, brides actually wore, get this, red, not white. They didn't start wearing white until around 1840. Ancient Greek brides would carry clusters of herbs and spices. You see that ka, kamauwa? It was herbs and spices before. How many can carry herbs and spices at their wedding? Sebedi tumunasayama tuaka. They did this word of evil spirits. That tiny bundle was thought to have magical powers, but has now evolved just lovely-looking flowers. Back in the day, originally, brides wore veils to protect them from evil, but also it was employed by dear old dad to trick the groom into marrying his daughter, who the guy had not chosen. You know the story you're talking about in the Bible. See, if I Bible. So Kitaka Dr and a Many people assumed back in the olden days that the bride would have a baby within a year after the wedding. The idea of saving the top of the half of cake then was so that the newlyweds wouldn't have to buy a celebratory dessert to announce the pregnancy or birth historically the bride's ring symbolized ownership in early roman greek and jewish cultures rings were used as a collateral to pay the father of the bride why finally back then it was customary for the priest to give hey, was weird, a holy kiss of peace to the groom who would then pass the kiss to who <laughs> not at Nairobi Chapel in Bakasi, amen? (laughs) This was done to bless the marriage inside of the church, giving way to the common phrase had today at most ceremonies. You may now... Me, I like questions. I want to know how, why, how. From all of this, we can clearly see that marriage dates way back. There is quite a lot. Everything that we choose to do in the ceremonies that we perform or experience has a past attached to it. One of the things that also intrigues me is the concept of the marriage vows. I've always wondered. The first time I ever had the marriage vows, I looked for them in the scriptures. I was like, ah, like everything else. I could find them. And so, A guy called Thomas Cranmer, the Archbishop of Canterbury in England from 1533 to 1556 was the Archbishop and responsible for establishing the basic structures of the Church of England. Church of England then had just come off being under the authority of the Roman Catholic Church and so it was a reformation time. This guy was the Archbishop. He established and wrote a prayer book in the year 1549 that was a number of related prayer books used in the Anglican communion as well as other churches that are historically related to Anglicanism. It was a product of the Reformation, like I've said, following the break of Rome. The work of 1549 was the first prayer book to include the complete forms of service Daily and Sunday worship in English. It contained the morning prayer, evening prayer, litany, Holy Communion as we know it, the occasional services in full, order of baptism, confirmation, and marriage. It is here that he drafted a set of words and statements that have generally been called the marriage vows. Aliandika. The original statement goes something like this. I take thee, the names, to be my wedded husband or wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death us depart, according to God's holy ordinance, and His extra bit, and thereto I plight thee my truth, I tell you my truth. These words are powerful, by the way, when you think about it. Powerful. The first time I read them, I was like, ooh, wee. In sickness and in hell. In riches and in poverty. Atinitaka hapa. And you know, it was not before just her, it was before my friends, the church, God, people. Powerful stuff. The funny thing about it is if many are asked about the vows, they would remember them. But I don't think that when even personally, that I actually really understood what they meant. Like when you sit down and think about it, and even with, I, I, I've managed to officiate very many weddings. And when we, when I look at the couple as they're saying the words, you know, you're in love. And I say, the day is here. They're looking into each other's eyes. They are lost, gone. And I'm going to go to Pastor Malise so they can get down. And so when I call some of them later, and I'm like, hey, dude, you guys look like one cloud. Nine that day, cloud 100. 100. Do you remember what he even said? Ah, see, passi. Ah, no. Me I just, I just had, we I mean, never I pronounce you husband and wife. Bye. But these words are powerful, guys. Powerful words. Powerful. They're not a joke. I, I, I sense the Lord direct me in this direction for February, and I was like, "What are we going to talk about?" And so we'll be looking at these truths and hope that God will open our hearts to why such an old group of sentences has reverberated across time. Every wedding you go to, I take thee. And if it's not that, they've drafted their own. But most of the time, these are the words. It begins by saying, I take thee to be my lawfully wedded wife or husband, to have and to hold from this day forward. That's the first statement. Number one, the law of the land recognizes marriage from the age of 21, and will require you to follow appropriate procedures. You know, before you get to the actual day. The Marriage Act of 2014 recognizes five systems of marriage: Sibo, Christian, customary, Hindu, and Islamic. Polygamy, for some reason, is also allowed and practiced. But the second part of this vow seriously gives wisdom for us to this. Number two, while the first part of the vow points to the aspect of the governing law, the second part points to the actual act of marriage. It simply reads out this way. I take you to have you and to hold you from this day forward. Sounds simple. Have you and hold you. To have, though, points the notion of Possession. Owning, I have a car, I have a house, I have a mrembo? This isn't in the meaning of property, but points to the fact that they both now exclusively belong to one another. The belonging is not out of coercion, but out of love that will then demand submission one to another. Submission is yielding to the authority and will of another person. The husband submits to the wife's need. The wife submits to the husband's need. She leads. She needs. We submit to one another. In this case, the portion of Scripture we just read directs us to submit in reverence for Christ. submit submit yani to submit in 95 in reference to him. Another translation says, in respect to the Lord. Our submission looks like this. For the husbands, verse 25 tells us, he has to hold, verse 25 has has told us to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And he and gave up himself for it. This will be the hardest thing. Hardest thing. Sorry. A man will have to do. To love your wife like Christ loved the church. Christ died for the church. You know what that means? You have to love her like Christ loved the church. We've got to show Christ's unconditional love to our wives, no matter what. The single people in the building, if you are a dude, that is what God is, is going to call you to do if you so desire marriage. You have got to love them unconditionally. One of the hardest things ever. If you read First Corinthians 13, it has the manuscript for the love we are talking about. It has defi- defined love as patient, kind does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, doesn't dishonor, is not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, doesn't delight in evil, rejoices in the truth, protects, trusts, hopes, always perseveres. (laughs) Love is hard. It's serious business. Do you love unconditionally? Do you because that is what Christ is asking? He loved us and continues to love us, and there is no condition for Christ's love of your life. Whether you chose to pray this morning or not, whether you chose to read the scriptures last week or not, he still loves you. <laughs> his wife or mine. Colossians 3.19 warns husband to love your wives and not to be harsh with them. Love. Kianan. The husband may feel perfectly justified in his harsh or unloving attitude and actions toward his wife, but he is not justified no matter how the wife has been towards the husband. You cannot be harsh. That is love. Hey, Mimi Nikanyanga Kidogo. are you thinking Ama? First Peter 3 7 adds this by telling us the following Husband, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. I love KJV, though. It says it puts it this way. Husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. It's not saying that the women are just, oh, these weak people that have no sense of tomorrow. Mm-mm. Physically, it is known that most men are stronger. Guys, you're being called to never Never, never, never be physical with your wife. God hates it with a passion. Never. He hates that. If it gets to that position, like a friend of mine used to tell me, he's almost 60-70 now. Pastor, talk to piga tembea one tembea kilometer, tem, go. God hates it and will never answer your prayer. If you're physical, never be physical with your wife. God sees it as you um, almost dominating because of the strength that you have. Never do it. Verse 26 tells, us, tells husbands to make their wives holy. Allow me to explain. Allow me to explain. This isn't literally making your wife holy like Jesus does, but that you take an active interest in the spiritual health of your wife he has said it in his word that's all I'm saying verse 26 so that you can present her as the church that she is God expects us as a husband to be the priest of the whole I know that's not the case most times but that's the expectation I urge us men to be the priest, young men those who are still waiting, be the priest today. If there's one thing I tell young people every time I meet them, one of the hardest questions I ask them is, you want to get married in the future? Yes, most of them, anyway. I love ask asking this, do you know the type of chick you want to marry? And the normal like, mm, yeah, but where is this leading to? And I'm like, so you know the features, eh? Or if you short, yeah, 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 yeah. But then the next question I will ask them is are you praying over that person? Young men, single people, are you praying over the person that you want? Jehovah, I'm praying for a kind lady, a kind gentleman. Because you need a CV, a bank account details, will be fine. There's nothing wrong with that, really. have a problem. But are you praying over those qualities that money and time will reveal at the end of the day or the lack thereof? Pray over your spouse. For the wife, verse 22 tells us that you submit your husband as you do to the Lord. What is implied here is this. The more you can say that he's submitting to the Lord, The more God is the God of your life, the more submission will flow. It's as simple as that. Submit to your husband even if everything in your life can actually point you from submitting to him. Your family's wealth, level of education, financial power, your position in society, you get my drift. drift. Even if you are the president of the nation and he's just a sweeper, kind of. Amen? Praise the Lord. I not God just calls that you submit. Submit to Him. This goes even to the issue of salvation. Listen to what First Peter 3 one tells us. 1 and 2. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that, dear reason, so that if any of them do not believe, in the Lord, on the word, that they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence in their lives. I've had many testimonies of spouses, both 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 the, the dudes and the chicks, who have said, "Imagine us when we got together. I've a but just Villaliona that I was acting in the Lord, it won her or him over." The more we submit to the Lord He's leading Remember this year we're walking one step at a time With him in obedience The more we do that The more we can submit one to another Easy easy. The close to submission To the Lord is to, uh, The close to submission is to the Lord Meaning the only time God will allow Your lack of submission Is when the husband or the wife Is leading you To sin or in sin if whatever it is that a being has submitted to is not according to God's will, his word, what he clearly says, then submission cannot happen. Sin is unacceptable before the Lord, so also in marriage. Verse 33 then gives us the final clause of submission and that is respect. Submission without respect is false. It is like going to a job that you hate the boss so much but all you're doing is waiting for the salary at the end of the month. And you, in, you, and you would, do my thing I've done. Boom. Bye. Yes, you may look like a submitting, but you're not. Just doing what you need to do. Submission without respect is false. This will be a lie and that's become a lack of submission. That's how God sees it. Wife, respect your husband. Husbands, respect your wife. Respect each other, even when what we do or they do, what they own, what they value, or even who they are in the society, doesn't demand respect one another. The more we do that, the more God is like, oh, okay. That's the vows to have to possess one another, to own one another. That's what it talks about. So, for those of us planning, those of us thinking about, those are the things we hope you could start thinking about. Can you do that? Then we jump on to to hold. The same about to have and to hold. In the vows, this points to the long after. Of marriage, It is not just holding each other at it. all. Oh, we are married. Oh, we are talking about the action between the sheets. the single guys who ile ya, roya mike. We are talking about sex, guys, and the most scary word to talk about in church is sex. One day we are going to have a sermon series on? on, Sex. All? Sex. All? And I don't just the guy to come preach it. Marriage is the license for sex. It is the one place God has set us to enjoy this beautiful life. <laughs> Ephesians five twenty-eight to 33 actually gives us that picture. Verse 28-29 points to the fact that the husband must love his wife as his own body. That he who loves his body will care for it since we are all of the body of Christ. This all looks really good. It sounds really nice. But I dare say that most of us, if not some, don't really love our own bodies. We don't. The life we have had, the things that have happened to us as children, the things we have faced, the comments we've been given, the things that our parents have told us, Our friends makes you just don't love your body. I dare say that very few of us can actually stand naked in front of a mirror and be okay with that. Very few. It is something experienced with so many in the house of God. The problem is when you don't love our bodies we cannot really hold one another in the place of marriage. And even when we do it, the corner kind of issues Can just tell, hey, how about this trouble? And I kid you not, the more even as a single person, you're not happy with yourself, with your body, how you look. things that have happened to you. I kid you not, you may actually struggle with holding your spouse in marriage. You may struggle with sex. It will be a problem. Whatever it is that you're struggling with about your body, please I beg you, give it to the Lord. Learn to give it to the Lord. When he made you, what did he say in the book of Genesis? It is good. When he created you, you know what? You are a good creation. There is nothing wrong With, I dare even say, the disabled people you see. God never makes mistakes. Never. So if you continue thinking, oh, me, I'm a mistake. Oh, I was supposed to look like this. Oh, I need to do this so that I look. Ah, 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 you're missing the fact of holding one another in the place of marriage. And I, I dare tell you that it will show up. Are you okay with how you look? Do you go every day? You no. Know, Will you make a mistake? There's something you should have. Not here. In, why did you just. Why did you give me this sticky finger, this slender finger? The guys, actually ask those questions. Because now when you get money, now you may actually try to change. And you've seen it happen. Some of us will get to heaven. I don't, I don't mean skumbuki when in the nose that I gave see, just because of. Me. Do you love your body? And I'm not saying I decided to compromise to go to the things that are not, and the things that you can change. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say. Are you okay in your own skin? Kala yako. Ama in two years time, shedi yako kutanzakona Love. And this is going to sound a bit crazier. But you need to love yourself. Na si ili semfi yako crazy. Just your frame. You need to like that. You are okay. There is no mistake that God made. The more you do that, the more you Verse 31 takes us back to the origin of marriage. Genesis 2.24, which simply says that a man leaves his parents and is joined to his wife, and the two become one. ESV. The Bible um, verse 1, actually puts this in a way that suggests it's part of the source of the marriage vows. A man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. The living of the parents by the individual, and the vows disclaimer of from this day forward. Living of the parents from this day forward, both point us to another great taboo in the house of God's house of God today: sexual purity. Sexual purity is greatly commanded by God in the Bible, and not just for the unmarried, not just for the single. But also for the married. We concentrate, especially in church. come out, Yahweh. Come out, Yahweh. Those who are single. But for the married as well, sexual purity must be number one. Hebrews 13, this is not me. Hebrews 13, 4. Marriage will be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Wants to flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Penalty Version, yeah, any fire, any mortal, okay, run from sexual sin. Remember Joseph. Joseph Adam, even now if who you Joseph. And you know, guys, sometimes when you read scripture, just look at the story. You see so many words. It does not say that Joseph was so whole. Yani, to hallelujah. You said to No, I'm sure that chick was hot. Joseph was single. Have, there's nothing he was like. He would not have lost much, and lose position. But I'm sure man is strong, cause the Bible tells us he she kept on insisting. So I'm sure we're gonna and if you do it, he'll never find out. But the man who says Jamar did what? <laughs> he ran. He ran. No wonder John flee. No wonder Job in chapter 31 verse 1 puts it this way. I made a covenant with my eyes. Remember Job? Not to look lustfully at a young woman. Jesus warns Matthew five twenty eight that anyone who looks, hey, Jaoba, idea, at a woman or a man, yeah, I say even at a man, men, it's not just men, sit a point fingers like anyone who looks at a man or woman has already committed adultery with her in their heart or with him. The amacho, you know those ones. Christ, i Romans 13, 13 adds, <laughs> because we belong to the day, we must live decent life for all to see. This is the last one before you? finish. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties, eh? drunkenness, kianani, sexual promiscuity, immoral living, quarreling, and jealousy. The KJV Bible version is a, bit more, is a bit more specific. It says, let us walk honest as believers. Remember, walk in obedience to the Lord. Let us walk honest as in the day, not in rioting, drunkenness, chambering, wantonness, not in strife and envy. God is asking us to just follow what he's trying to say. Psalms on 119 verse 9. I think you know this one. How can a young person stay in the path of purity? By living, walking, according to the word of God. I remember the, a time, me the time backslide, Jehovah. I remember a friend of mine where I was? the to i go Okay, sir. Friend. Uh, do you think God is happy with where you are? Ah, I love me so. That was a lie. God is grieved, guys, when we choose not to walk as He's led. Verse 11 continues in Psalms 119, I have hidden, this is why this year I have asked us guys to study the word of God. Genesis to Revelation. This month now is the Exodus. We just finished Genesis, now we are in Exodus. I have hidden your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. The more we hide the word of God in our heart, the less we grieve the Lord in sin. The more you hide it, the more you do. Am I saying that if I go holier than thou? No. You see, holy, man to If the Lord would decide to show you here, at Fred, afraid, man to man. It doesn't matter. None of us, the Bible says, is holy. None of us is just. A man falls about seven times. But he's asking us to hide his word in our heart. The more you hide God's word in your heart, I kid you not, the more like Joseph you're able to run. Because remember his testimony. How can I sin against the God of heaven? How? That answer is in Psalms 118 Because he had picture God's word in his heart. Guys, my prayer for us this year, this year, this year, is that we would hide God's word in our heart. The marriage vows look so simple. They look... By the time you finish saying them, after five minutes, But they have such content in them that if you would probably just go back to see, what did I actually say? you'll find a lot of truth in it. I'm not here to say, that ah, you know, standard, na standard. The standard is if you knew the details, which I'm never telling you, amen? If you know the details, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it is only the mercy of God that allows us to steal Continue this journey. I beg you by the mercies of God. If God is sanctioning you to walk in obedience with Him, do it. Whether it's in your marriage, in your relationships, in your business, at your workplace, imagine do it. Do it. And especially when it comes to the vows of marriage, these things cut across marriage to being single, to being married, and even after. I pray that this year you will choose them and not just choose them for the sake of choosing them, but to make sure that the word of God is in your heart. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Trubani House on Shreeji Road off Airport North Road.